0: Hello and welcome everyone, this is the Animation Fixation Podcast Show where we talk everything animation. Uh, today's an interesting episode, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. not
0: the movie itself, far, <laughs> far from it, Um, <laughs> so, okay, we're looking at the Emoji Movie.
1: One day I might forgive you Tim, today's not that day, but one day.
0: One day I might end up forgiving myself <laughs> for, for watching this um okay Mm. so for those that are lucky enough not to have seen this film it's about emojis uh one emoji in particular gene the meh emoji Uh, he's a multi-expression emoji and he gets sentenced to be deleted after he messes up a message that his user alex tries sending to his crush Gene escapes these agent things against sent out to destroy him. And he learns to accept his uniqueness. Sure. Yeah. Now, look. What, that's,
1: that's what the plot is on paper. Sure. On
0: paper, yeah. The whole thing's a mess, really. But yeah. one thing that, that's really fascinating about this is it's got a well-earned score of 6% on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes.
1: I think that might be generous, Tim.
0: (laughs) It is generous, and yet, and yet, it made $217 million on a $50 million budget. Now, my question to you, Caitlin, is Mm -hmm. how would a film like this that... I I haven't met a single person that's actually really enjoyed this film. How does it... How is it so um, financially successful? This is a film that won multiple Razzie Awards. Being All
1: five that it was nominated for. All five. And
0: it's the first animated film to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you think it became a financial success?
1: Um. Well, there's there's two reasons. Um, and it's about playing your markets and knowing your demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, the demographic for this movie is the Chinese market. That's 100% it. Uh, there's they've jumped through every hoop here to make sure that nothing is going to be questionable and incur Chinese censorship. Um, And when you look at the way that it's actually watched in China, like I was, I was genuinely baffled by the audience for this film. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did a bit of research and um, the way it's kind of watched in China online, their streaming services are a lot more interactive actually. So you can kind of essentially live tweet along with the, um, the movie that you're watching with other people that are currently watching it live Mm -hmm. and you can react to things and it's a bit more of a communal experience which um, I'm told is a much better way to watch this movie and because everything in here most of the apps on the phone are all Chinese apps so there was a lot of brand recognition that made it actually quite a hit in China Mm -hmm. Um, so there was there was a bit of love from there there was also, um, I think it was in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Saudi Arabia. There was a thirty-five-year-long ban uh, on movie theaters, mm-hmm. which was lifted yeah. just before this movie came out. And this was the first uh, movie publicly shown in the country. Sorry, and then there they ban movies all over the again. <laughs> <laughs> they should have. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're like big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I would say that that definitely the hype around that you can't beat that so um, I, w- I would imagine that that has actually contributed quite a lot to the financial success of this film but I mean if you look at the the domestic earnings um, it's only made 86 million bucks domestically domestically in this case being the US but um, Yeah, it's it's not actually that successful in the US it's it's just it's it's hit into other markets yes um yeah that that's the only answer that I have
0: <laughs> still uh, th- th- this movie should not be making anywhere near no. its original budget but one other thing that could also explain it was that there was also a an embargo on mm. film reviews uh, for this particular film so I mean they didn't allow reviews to come out until a couple of hours before the the film was actually shown so Mm. i mean that that could have had some effect on it but as soon as this movie came out there were people complaining about it left right and center
1: Uh, yeah i think i think it is responsible for both the fastest and the shortest critic reviews which was just no (laughs) (laughs) i wish that was a joke it's not it's just some genuine reviews Um, yeah. Now, I think
0: it's fair to our audience, especially those that haven't seen this film, that we actually explain why it's so bad.
1: Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> There's a list. We might be here a while.
0: We'll, we'll try and keep it within, within our 30-minute runtime, but here we go. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that was interesting. Like, as soon as the this movie came on, it already felt dated. hmm And the production for this film only went for two years, which for a 3D animated film is lightning quick. Yeah. That's just not doing all the animation and everything like that. That's everything else. So it was very, very rushed. And Mm -hmm. the reason why it was rushed was because there were concerns that the film would be outdated due to the uh, speed at which phone technology evolves. Yes. So they're making a film that they're afraid might be dated before it even comes out. Concern number one, yeah. I mean, the whole idea of making a, a film is, is one that you, you want your audiences to enjoy and to keep coming back to, to have that timeless quality.
1: I think there was maybe the hope that even when it becomes outdated, that eventually it's gonna circle around to have a nostalgia quality. But there's not enough in the story, or no. the performances, to make this anyway heartfelt and want to want you to come back and watch it, want you to generate mm-hmm. that nostalgia. It's just it's yes. not gonna work. And no. they they definitely haven't helped themselves. There's a lot of instances in this film where they could have done something. Kind of a little bit more generic, but like they've included real YouTube videos. Um, I can't. That even, was
0: strange. That I can't was, even remember what the weird. name of that video
1: is. I've seen it many years ago now, and I went, "Oh yeah, that thing that existed, that was a thing that happened." Um yep. But like, if if you showed it to you know kids now, they've got no mm-hmm. idea what that weird dancing man is. Like, no. It's just not gonna. No, no, that's read right. The same.
0: And another thing that there's nothing original about this the script is terrible the the humor i didn't laugh once i i Uh -uh. almost laughed in this scene where they kind of insinuated that they blew gene up when playing candy crush i was like oh yeah that could be a a funny idea but it was kind of a fake out i i think i could have laughed if because there's there's one character that the high five emoji if they actually made reference to Borat, when he goes have have, I think that could have gotten a chuckle out of me, but nothing in this movie was funny yeah, in no. the least. No,
1: it, it it didn't it didn't hit on the humor. No, I think part of the problem with this film is that the main character is supposed to be the meh, like the just completely unenthused about everything sort of thing. Yeah. Yes, he has other <laughs> emotions and other expressions but the parents' yep. journey to find him is so uninteresting. When, when your own characters and like the performances reflect this, like the performances yes. are really in character for someone that doesn't care, but you're making yes. your, like three of your main characters main goal be to not care. It's really yes. hard to then kind of go, well, if they don't care, I should like, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work there
0: no it doesn't and you're absolutely Mm. right when watching this and I learned that the characters were uh, the meh emojis I was just thinking that's such a strange
1: it's a weird choice
0: It's it's such a weird choice because why should anyone care about a character that isn't supposed to care about anything yeah, In, Intentionally. Like, you, you might uh, refer to characters like Daria, for example. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, she does care. She's very opinionated yes. about things. But a, a meh emoji, it, it's, it's not supposed to care about anything. So why should we care about a character that isn't supposed to care about anything?
1: Yeah. It also, I think, it takes a very cynical view on the younger generations mm. and... I think i think more than anything that's what's going to date this film is the you can tell it's made by people of a much older generation looking down on the youngins and it does it feels very luxury yes. and not very like you're you're insulting the audience you're actually trying to aim yes. it at which is never yes. a good plan like if you want no. if you want people to enjoy film maybe don't insult them just
0: no tip What there were instances where they were using the 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 slang that you you often hear kids kids use today and it just reminded me of the the 90s when that you had these characters talking oh radical dude it's like oh we're going back there again
1: um like i mean time. firstly i need to point out how old we sound saying the kids um but um i mean i mean i i still call things groovy i don't know how much i can really judge that but yeah like it's it's yeah. it's not gonna it's not gonna age well it's you're right
0: oh no it was it was dated before the film ended mm-hmm. it, it it felt dated str- straight off the bat and, and the fact that they were trying to rush this out so that it wouldn't be dated.
1: I, I know. One thing that they did try to do, which I f- feel like they were trying to make it feel like hip and with the times, <sighs> um, was Jailbreak, um, who is the princess emoji that has now turned into a hacker. Mm-hmm. Um, every line of dialogue from her, I would like to burn with fire. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's awful. It... like that the the whole storyline you have all of these very popcorn feminism lines that she's throwing out which are very like you can even hear in the performance that they're a little bit heavy-handed like they're meant to draw attention to themselves be like oh look at how progressive we are uh drawing drawing attention to the sexist history of emojis But, like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the film, so High Five and Jean throughout, like, oh, you're a princess, so, like, you must whistle and birds, and, like, all these (laughs) stereotypes, which Jailbreak fights back against every time. And then they're true at the end. She, like, leans into it and does it at the end, which completely undermines everything. Also, the fact that Jean embraces and becomes his meh from the rejection of (laughs) Jailbreak, Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this, but women are not responsible for the feelings of men. I'm sorry, like, what centuries is, we, what are we teaching people? And the fact that she kind of caves and comes back with him rather than fulfilling her dream. I felt that was a complete undercut of her whole arc, if you can even call it an arc. I just... I, I feel like that whole thing was written by a man who wanted to appear feminist but is actually a misogynist. I'm sorry, I don't like it. I feel insulted by it.
0: There, there's a lot of things to be insulted <laughs> yeah. within this film. I mean, one thing that's really frustrating is that visually, it's not incompetent. No. I mean, the, the animation was done by Sony Animation mm-hmm. and the, a, a lot of the the, the scenes, visually we very well done. I, I thought they looked cool. So, some of the, the designs, like for the, the main uh, city, what is it like? Textopolis. Textopolis or, ugh, <laughs> very original. That design was kind of plain, but mm-hmm. a lot of the other environments and, and the visuals, they were great. And you could tell that the artists that worked on this really, really tried. Yeah. But unfortunately, they were just let down by awful writing, mm-hmm. terrible characters and... And everything like that, and I, I, I've said this for years. It doesn't matter how pretty you make a film. If you have a terrible story and terrible characters, nobody's going to care how good it looks. Yeah,
1: yeah. It. I mean, it's probably not helped by the fact that this is essentially what uh, an eighty-six minute long ad. Yes. Um. It's 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 not a movie. It's advertising. Very much. Um, so. We have Candy Crush. Uh, we have Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, there's YouTube. It's just throwing references and ads at you. Yes. And I don't think that's an effective storytelling tool. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It does rake in money. So I can understand why they would want to try and cram in as many brands as possible when they're taking money for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I completely disagree with the inclusion of WeChat, but um, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Um, Even at the time this was released, it was known that this was being used as a tool for surveillance and censorship by the Chinese government. And portraying it in a positive light, I feel, is a very irresponsible choice. Mm -hmm. Um, But hey it bought in money and made it big in china so i don't know <laughs>
0: yeah well that that's all the big wigs care about really isn't it
1: someone there must. N-
0: care. not just showing our kids a, a a good film something that has a good good message behind it no it's it's just whatever makes money at the end of the day um, it's
1: it's a business we, it is. we, we it do is. sometimes it forget is. that you know films they are great pieces of art and they are entertainment but at the end of the day it's a business and if it doesn't make exactly. money it doesn't continue so
0: exactly if if, <laughs> if if we want to keep watching good films we mm-hmm. do have to put up with the absolute rubbish like this
1: yeah we we have to speak with our wallets unfortunately so yeah um, if there's good films go and support them and yes, when they're bad films don't <laughs> don't
0: yes um I've mentioned that the look of the film isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. It's it's not incompetent. No. Would you say that there was any other aspects of this film which which is okay at at the uh, very least?
1: Um
0: stretching, stretching.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not coming up with anything. Um no, look, visually it's it's good it's yes. you know it's it's, it's a more simplistic style because obviously yeah. emojis um and what they've done i think quite works the different and you can see the difference between the emoji world and the human world yep. really clearly and everything in the human world i mean the color scheme of it i maybe it, it could have had a bit more pop in some places but mm-hmm. you know that's more of an art direction note um but you know it was very well done by by the animators by the modelers by everyone in the production did really well on on making it look beautiful absolutely it's it's, yeah the the stories the story is really what lets us down the music is quite heavy handed it's very (laughs)
0: let's
1: just have a quick pop sing-along break and um it doesn't quite work no um i i think probably the only time during this film where i thought the music worked any in any way that was positive was in the hacker app thing that they go into the one disguised as the dictionary oh yes um, and there's we're not going to take it by twisted sister i'm like yes i can get behind <laughs> this this feels like an appropriate song to kind of have in the background and then all of the other songs that they feature just mm-hmm. just slap you in the face and are not background music they are hey look this is fun and i'm like it's not <laughs> No. It's not. No.
0: It is important to keep in mind that this film is not made for adults, very clearly. Mm. Uh, it, it is a, a kid's film, but I struggle to, to even see kids enjoying this. I mean, yeah. th- th- they might be uh, engaged with the the visuals and some of the, the reference, but it really is just pandering.
1: Yeah. I... I do have something slightly off topic that has been bothering me since I watched this film. Mm-hmm. So when they're in the loser lounge, firstly, also the under, uh, the inclusion of the loser lounge in the end credit scene completely undercuts the end of the film. I, I forgot about that for a second, but no, that is that is unforgivable. Um, You know, when they're trying to say like, look, we've all come together and we're all on equal footing now. And then you still have a loser lounge and you have smiler there disfigured by the final battle like this feels really sick and wrong
0: yeah particularly for
1: a kids film but okay
0: that they kind of missed their own point
1: yeah yeah someone didn't get the memo um but the first time when they're in the loser lounge and they're trying to work out how to sneak past the antivirus bots and they end up hiding behind the christmas tree and the cactus emoji um are they dead because you see them on the couch in the Loser Lounge breathing. And then yeah. you see Gene and High Five holding them up and kind of running with them and then, like, dumping them, and they're not. <laughs> and I'm like, and, like, they've got, like, the sunglasses on, so you can't see yeah, yeah, their yeah. eyes. It feels really weekend at Bernie's, and I'm mm. I'm really concerned that they have murdered two emojis and are hiding behind their bodies. Um... <laughs>
0: I'm yeah, very confused you know what? and concerned. They, they may have... To be honest, this is such a forgettable film that so much of... It's really only the horrendous stuff really yeah. sticks in my mind. A lot of it is just so forgettable. Yeah. And you, you get the feeling that this film was inspired by other films such as Wreck-It Ralph, Inside Out, The Lego Movie... And they steal so much from them, especially Wreck It Ralph. Mm-hmm. But they just did nothing right. Nothing that worked in those films but works in here.
1: That being said, Tim, do you know what film this reminds me of the most where I feel like it has ripped off the most from? What? Food Fight. <laughs> because it does feel like it is just a one long ad. It has, you know, that whole inner world, which is really like half heartedly explained and very like ham fisted narration um mm-hmm. it it has the characters that you just kind of can't quite get into it, it really reminds me of just an updated version of food fight
0: that is actually a very good point <laughs> that's probably i mean the, the only difference the only difference was food fight took 10 years to make this took two
1: yeah um yeah so.
0: that's actually kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> why would they bring that thing back to life <laughs> Yeah, they, they were inspired by the wrong movie. Yeah. Or maybe they should have at least watched Food Fight and, and learned what not to do.
1: That would have been nice. Um, I mean, I feel like the the story that I've heard behind the concept of this film is, uh, there was an interview with the director and he said that he was trying to find, you know, the toy of this generation. You know, he wanted to make like the next toy story sort of thing. Yes, and, that's right. He was
0: very heavily inspired by that.
1: And then someone sent him a text with an emoji in it and he went, that's it. That's that's the movie. I'm like, that's hmm. the lamest origin story I've ever heard for a film. Uh,
0: I guess it doesn't take much to inspire him then.
1: Yeah, no one let him outside. A flower might be too much. Um, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the flower movie.
1: I'd at least watch it once.
0: <laughs> Would you say that this is worth watching? No. At all? Like once? Like even to, to learn, to learn from it? Like, as, as horrible as Food Fight it is, I think that it's a useful mm-hmm. learning tool of what not to do when making any sort of film, not even just a, an animated film. Do you feel that there's anything to learn from this?
1: I mean, uh, pr- probably yes. But when there are other examples, much better examples, like Food Fight, why would you? Um... I think overall, this film isn't like it's not fantastic. It's meh. They have achieved that. They have achieved their meh, yeah. finally.
0: Yes, they absolutely have. It just, that is a very good point. It
1: just ends up being background noise. It was really hard to pay attention to it and care about anything that was it happening. Was. It was just, just, it was there and I technically participated.
0: Yeah, we all did, apparently, with how much it made. Now, I mentioned earlier on about review embargoes mm-hmm. and how that might have actually helped bring people into the the cinemas, boosting up how much money it made. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we heard about with The Rings of Power that Amazon had their own kind of embargo on reviews or at least negative reviews. What's your opinion on studios actually using embargoes on reviews? Um,
1: well, I mean... <laughs> It's a bit of a tricky one because obviously you I understand the the idea of if you've made something you've put a lot of money into it You want to yes. make your money back you want people to come and see it um, And if yes. it's just a generically not great film Having review embargoes mm-hmm. is probably quite useful when your film yes. is utterly terrible I think let the bad reviews come out because there's no such thing as bad press. All press is good press. People are talking about it and there That's are true. people that will go and see it like, it can't be as bad as the reviews or go, oh, this is going to be terrible. Let's go and have a laugh. I think when you lean in and embrace the fact that something is not great, it's a lot more honest and people respect it a lot more mm-hmm. and people will go and see it with the right expectations. But when they don't know what to expect, they expect things to be good. And so they will walk in and when it doesn't meet that expectation, they will be turned against it. If you kind of lean into this is, this is not a great film. It's just a bit of, a bit of, you know, bubblegum nonsense. People might be more on board to get behind it. I feel like the whole marketing strategy though for this film was completely botched, um, They got in a little bit of controversy and strife over um they released an image promoting um promoting the film which was smiler um in a version of uh the handmaid's tale get up um
0: that's right yeah
1: which was not great taste um
0: no, not no, at all.
1: they also had... I think it was TJ Miller. They got to parachute into some red carpet event, which was just everyone thought was weird. Um, and they also had... There was one person, I can't remember who it was now, who had very sarcastically kind of been praising the film um, before it came out. They invited yes. him to a red carpet premiere because they thought he was serious. Um... No, like it the whole marketing strategy for this film was just horribly handled.
0: And yet they still made their money back.
1: This is this is the benefit of of being a globalized society that, you know, if something doesn't do well somewhere, it might do well in other corners of the world.
0: That's that's true. Yeah. But we're pretty clear on this being a bad film. Mm-hmm. Would you say that this film is so bad it's good?
1: No. <laughs> it's it's just bad. Um it doesn't nothing nothing here circles back around for me mm-hmm. it's it's meh
0: do, do you think that because it's meh like you you have a decent look to mm. the film but horrible execution of everything else mm-hmm. that for a film to really be so bad it's good everything has to be an utter failure
1: i th- i think so i th- i think so i mean not even maybe like a so bad it's good but so bad that it's interesting to watch because i mean let's be honest food fight is terrible uh and it doesn't come back around to being good and everything in that is terrible so i think i think the so bad it's good you have to have some nugget of good in there for something to come back around uh there has to be something where you can kind of hold on to it and be like i can i can kind of go for the ride but and I, I don't know. For me, I think that thing's character. I'm I'm very big on character development. I'm very big on of course having someone that I can latch onto and go on a journey with. And when you don't give me that character, that's the easiest way for me to disengage with the film. Um, I know there are other people that uh, will prioritize the plot or will prioritize to- like tonal um, vibes of the film. But yeah, no, it's for me, it's all about character. And this just doesn't have it
0: no none of the characters are interesting it's Mm -hmm. it doesn't really feel like they've learned anything there there's no real arc there's nothing with the characters
1: and i don't even know what journey high five is meant to be on um he's kind of he's just there
0: yes it really feels like he was just supposed to be the comedic relief Mm -hmm. but there's no real essence to his character he's is really forgettable mm-hmm. for a comedic relief. It just felt like they put put him in there and told it and told the uh, writers or actor or whatever. Okay, he's a funny one. Go.
1: Yeah, he doesn't and, learn and, and anything throughout the
0: Croyd, film. Croydon's not funny. I I don't find James Croydon funny at all.
1: Alright, okay, alright. Um I think I think it's just that he doesn't grow at all throughout the film. Like his whole mm. thing at the beginning is he wants to be popular again. And he just gets what he wants. I mean, yes, by saving the phone, but instead of his original plan of just hacking in and cheating it. But, like, he doesn't learn anything. Like, when they're all praising Jean at the end, he's the one screaming his own name, being like, yeah, me too, I'm involved, I'm part of this. He's always out to get the attention for himself, and he doesn't learn anything. Like, you'd think even, like, the time in the trash maybe would humble a man, but no, he, he just... <laughs> It feels very, I don't know, tiring, I guess, when you have a character go on Mm -hmm. a journey and not learn anything from it. It just doesn't feel engaging. It doesn't feel right.
0: No, Um, nothing about this film was engaging. It was boring. (laughs) Just meh. (laughs) This film is meh. (laughs) If they had called the film meh, I could have gone along with it because at least I know what I'd be in for.
1: It it would have made sense totally. It would be like, yeah, okay, this is this is what I signed up for. But you know, when you have, I mean, firstly, you know, emojis themselves, the designs of everything, it's very bubbly, it's very poppy, it's colourful and bright, and then you have the tone of, I actually don't care. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure.
0: And that's your lead character.
1: Yeah. Yeah and the fact that he want he wants to be like that uh, yeah also that that whole journey of you know i am this way but i need to go and and change to be more like they want me to be that always feels really dirty to mm-hmm. me like i know like it, it circles back around to no embrace yourself as you are great but the the whole undercurrent of like conversion, uh, I mm. find always really dirty to deal with. I don't, I don't like that in a film. That's more of a personal preference for me. Um, but
0: yeah, look, I get it. Not a fan. So uh, we're coming to the end now, mm-hmm. and we got to rate this film. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I know what you're going to rate it. So, Caitlin, <laughs> what would you rate this one as?
1: I'm gonna give it half a star just for the quality of the actual like look of the film and that's like everything else is I can't forgive but you know it looks pretty
0: yeah um believe it or not I'm going to be a little bit more generous than you Caitlin I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to give it a whole star because I did feel for the most part visually it was a competent film and i being a, a digital artist, I understand what it's like to pour your heart and soul into a project mm. and it's it's just not a good project. Yeah. But the visual work done on this was very competent. Yes. And a lot a lot of it did look very nice. But it's again, it's not enough to save this film. No. So one one star for me. All right. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to us ramble on about Another terrible (laughs) film. If you enjoy listening to us talk about terrible films, you should definitely check out our review of Food Fight.
1: Food Fight, yeah. Um, (laughs) I think that one's, um, yeah, that takes the cake.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely.
1: At least it's something to be excited about how terrible it is in there. (laughs) That's
0: true, that's true. This one was just kind of like
1: a... I feel like our energy reflects the film here.
0: (laughs) It does, it does. I I think we need it. A coffee after this
1: oh absolutely
0: <laughs> but thanks again everyone be sure to listen to our other reviews like subscribe share share us to your friends and stick around for our next review catch you later
1: thanks everyone